Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. I'm Will. And I'm Chuck. And today we're talking about the third episode of Moon Knight. This one's called The Friendly Type. Did you guys know why? Could you figure that out? The, Is it The Friendly Type? Yeah, why was it titled The Friendly Type? Well, uh, sometimes... I, yeah, I, I think it's kind of a... Well, no, no. I think it's kind of a play on words because we clearly got in, not introduced but exposed to a third altar. Well, the, that's the, the third altar that we kind of discovered that we didn't really get stabbed a dude, so... That's why, <laughs> that's, that's why I said it was a play on words. Okay, so it's more like calling a big guy tiny. Got it. Sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> got it. That makes sense. Yeah. That's kind All of right. what I got from that. And he didn't just so. stab a dude. Like, he killed two of them. You, yeah, with a knife. <laughs> Almost three. By stabbing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at. The friendly type. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. I'll get you. I mean, they didn't really dwell on it though. Like it happened in that one scene and then they never brought it back up again. Well, and I I figured if they had like kind of a dwelling on that for a moment, like sitting on it, like what the heck was that? Well, there maybe? Were, there were two cutaways, almost exactly like it was done in the first episode when they were introducing Mark. Right. Well, so, I thought that was Steven though. Nope. You thought so Steven's killing people now? No, no, no. I thought that Steven was the one, like, there was only one time we saw somebody being, like, violent or whatever or letting people go. I thought that Steven let those guys go, and then whoever else was with them on the roof again or whatever. So, I don't know. That's, yeah. No, it was this, it was this third personality the both times. Yeah. Because Steven, you see him in the, you see him in the, uh. In all the reflections, and he's going, that was never me. And even when he's. Even when he, he's in the car, you know. It was a different person. Okay. Because like, right. when he's chasing those two guys outside of the car before he pays the taxi. Yeah. They're terrified. They're they're terrified of him. And it's not Steven. Yeah. No There's one no would way. Way. No, I thought they were terrified of him because he was beating them up until he let them go as Steven. That's what I thought. But, okay. I guess that makes sense. All right. Well, what do you guys think of this episode, at, you know, as a whole? I loved it. I thought this was f- way better than last week. Really, my favorite so far. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me so, too. So, so you, so you liked the whole, you know, Mark and Stephen working together in a sense. I wouldn't even say that they were working together. Uh, they were because Mark. Eventually they were very gave independent up. from one another. <laughs> like right, Stephen but, did but not want. Get... Stephen clearly did not want any part of what was going on, and he was terrified the whole time. Mark was telling him basically, "Stay out of my way. Don't get involved. What are you doing?" They were clearly not on the same page. Not in this episode until the very, very end. Right. Yeah. They, they were they were passing the torch back and forth a few times, and that's why I was I was like, oh, okay, something else is happening here. But how about you? What do you think, Chuck? Uh, this is my favorite episode so far. Yes. I, um, I agree. I think they did a fantastic job. I like how Mark loses time this time, and Mark is kind of tweaking out, kind of feeling what Steven's been feeling the first episode. Right. I agree. Um, and. I actually, when he when he puts on the suit, I actually thought it was hilarious him going from full Moon Knight to this like Moon Knight light character back Mr. to Knight. Moon Knight again. It was, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, it that part fit really well. Um, I like learning more about Layla. I think that's a fan. She's learning more about her is fantastic. Yeah. But overall, I think this is so far it's. It was the most riveting and, you know, it caught my attention more than the first two did. And the first two caught my attention very well. This one just did it better. I definitely, definitely agree. So let's just go through the whole thing. I I mean, I agree with you guys. Um, I think this episode was great. Um, I wish I had more time this week to just sit and enjoy it. Unfortunately, I had to um, watch the first, like, 20 minutes of it. Um kind of while I was driving <laughs> and then rewatch it all this morning um, just to kind of get the, you know, the rest of it. So that's what I've, I've had. I've, I've had a kind of a crazy week with no downtime anyway. So let's just get, get to it here. Um, basically the whole thing starts off with uh, Layla getting a fake passport from somebody that she's friendly with, who's clearly has a history with her and she's worked with her in the past, knows her dad, um, gets this all taken care of. And, um, then we see Harrow 
and everybody found Amit. Now, this is, this is weird, right? They found Amit. Yes. Yet the whole episode, they don't have Amit. <laughs> they found so, the location well, they're digging. Amit. They did not find They're doing part. a lot of digging. They're doing I just a figured, lot of digging. I just figured with the amount of people they had there and the amount of, amount of pull he had, they could have gotten that dug up in a day. You know, like yeah, whatever they were trying to dig for. It just, they, it just seemed... They look like they're digging. Away from they it. look like they're digging by hand and with shovels. Like, yeah. I I can I can buy that it wouldn't be done in in a single day. Like we don't know because how they're trying to be leaving. they're trying to be in like inconspicuous. Like they don't want to be found, so they are doing it very under the radar. No big heavy machinery. They're all doing it by hand. So yeah, sure. I guess so. Sure. It so. just it seems funny to me because it's like. We see that where they're there, and then and then Harrow is never there again. Like he's always just everywhere else. So it just it seems strange. Like he knows where it is, and yet, you know, the you know protagonists here are trying to find out where it is. It just it's it seemed odd to me, this episode, because we as the audience have already been introduced that the location has been found. Yes. So you would think if they find Harrow, then they would find. Amit. Mm-hmm. So generally, when you see this, when you when you see two people kind of going for the same thing at the same time, one of them doesn't have it yet. S- but here, one of them does basically have it because they're digging down for it. So it just it seemed odd to me, almost as if this, this episode was kind of pointless. I don't, but I don't know it had some it, it had some cool. Th- I think the episode was great. It had great elements to it. It's just the story of it itself to me was kind of like. But, they could have just found Harrow, and that would have saved them all of this trouble. But they don't know and that he has it. They know that he's got the scarab, and the scarab brings it directly to them. So now they're going to go some weird way to find it. It just seems really odd to me. <laughs> the, the Jack Sparrow compass that's pointing to exactly what he needs. Right. <laughs> oh, my. It's just, it's just Jack Sparrow it does is, not it, know it what really, he wants. It really is. That's that. That's the only yeah. thing I thought when when the scarab came out and was pointing in the direction and then I pointed down. I was like, "This is Jack." Yeah. Like, okay, so <laughs> so we have, we have a mysterious we have a mysterious god that's that's bound in 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 in, in prison somewhere that needs to be released, and now we have this magic tool that's pointing to exactly where it is. It's so yeah. it's so Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, mean, I think we talked about that last yeah, week, right? We, yes. I mean, that's that's pretty much what's going on here, and then we're right back to it. So, okay. I think it's anyway, hysterical. As we go through, we see Mark is chasing after some dudes on a rooftop. He goes over there. They stab a guy. Whatever. He's like, hey, I need to talk to that guy. He had information about a dig. They have in this really cool roof fight. And at one point, he, he grabs this kid that he's about to, like, knock out, but he slaps him instead because he's like, he's a kid. Okay. That made no sense. It made some sense to me. It he made zero kid. sense because later on mm. he punches him in the same scene. Y- yes. Well, because later on he throws a knife at him. He figures if he spared the kid, the kid would back off a little bit because he's a kid. But no, the kid was still coming full force. Um, and then whatever. But that <laughs> he he lets him go. I think it was showing that, that Mark has, you know, a little bit of a, you know, conscience side. You know, to him um, oh, sure. as well. And that that's that's further proving that whatever this third, you know, personality is, is not like him and does not hold back. So maybe that's where they're going with it here. And I can buy that, that they're they're giving him a chance to kind of hold off and like, hey, he's a kid. I, I know better than to, you know, kill a kid or whatever. Anyway. I love that this other guy who's like, you know, the typical like leader of the gang type guy who pulls out this really chrome knife starts he licks the knife and i I love that as he's trying to taunt him by licking he's just he just punches him in the face it's very it's very much like it's very much the two things you know there's the indiana jones where he just pulls out the gun and shoots the guy or batman where the guy comes out with the knives and he just kicks him same thing same idea here but it was it was funnier here because it it barely gave the guy a chance to even lick the knife and he just punched him in the face repeatedly it was like that's perfect it It was great um so they go over there um steven in the blade 
Oh, yeah, you see Steven's face in the blade. That's what it was. So as he's, like, fighting this guy, he's like, don't do it, don't do it. Cuts back, and then suddenly, which is what made me think that it was Steven, because he was looking at Steven in the mirror, and he's like, don't do it. And then suddenly he's, he snaps, I guess, out of it, and then wakes back up in a cab and gets out and starts chasing the guys. Yeah. And That's what made me think it was Steven. The guys were absolutely Terrified. horrified. Absolutely horrified just by the sight of him. So, and and he wasn't like like mark wasn't being overly violent like he wasn't like taking the knives and stabbing people he was just like fighting them off and like trying to get information right and steven we've already established that steven is not threatening at all so that's i immediately knew that oh there's there's something else going on because otherwise they would have just shown steven like they would have just shown steven freaking out or something like that because we've already been introduced to him but because they did this cut this this cut content thing again it's. I thought it was pretty clear that it was a third. Yeah, and I think it begs the question too of was it really Mark in Episode One that did all that massive damage the first time? Well, that's probably. a theory. I like that. But, yeah, maybe because, we do, maybe there's more that we don't know. Because Mark doesn't seem like he wants to go that far with it, where he's bloodied all up. This other guy. Because even when Mark comes back and he has the knife inside the guy and he pulls it out, he kind of tweaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah, happened? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't want to go on a killing spree. So, in episode one, when those four guys take the scarab from him. And, and they're Steven, all down. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're all down and Steven's all bloodied up. Was that Mark? My theory oh, now is, I don't yeah, think it is. Yeah. So, so, here's my other theory. Because he has alternate personalities like this. I'm wondering if Conchu just completely manifests in him for another personality. I don't think so. I don't think he can. That was that was the only th- I I know, but I thought that maybe because he has the ability to have multiple personalities in his head, that is why he chose him and why he's working through him. That's yeah, kind of what I was guessing. You always see Conchu outside of him. So True, but unless unless he goes to that place where he's open for Conchu. That's the only that's the only thought that I was thinking, is that personality is somehow able to... Well, the to... only way that will be answered is if next episode it happens again, then we know it's not Conchu. Right. Right. I don't know, man. I thought it was pretty well established that that kind of thing can only happen when they're like within the pyramid, like around the other gods, and he's summoned in some way. Like that, that seems to be what's happening. I don't know if Conchu can just, you know, take him over right. completely like that. Maybe. No, 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 that's just, it's just a theory, you know, just like your theory of, uh, you know, that happening earlier um, with, some, with whatever this other personality is. Anyway, he's going over there. He wakes up having stabbed a dude and he, he's like, it wasn't me. You know, he looks at Steven like it wasn't me. And then who was it? <laughs> and then you've got Conchu basically tell him to take the kid, take the kid to the ledge. And he's like, come on. He's like, he'll, he'll talk. <laughs> Brings him over to the ledge. The guy just prays on it, slices off his handkerchief or tie, whatever he's wearing. <laughs> and he just goes down. And then Conchu's like, huh, I thought he'd talk. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly um, not. <laughs> so I love back where he turns around and starts looking at Steven in the mirror again. And he's like freaking out. And I, I love Steven's response. If you have a problem with the body count, stop, li- stop listening to that stupid pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great that he's referring to him as a pigeon, yeah. a stupid pigeon. Anyway, the whole point here is like, okay, we need to tell the gods what's going on. They're not going to pay attention to us. We need to get some attention. So he goes ahead and creates a, a lunar eclipse. Okay, that'll do it. Um, or is that a solar eclipse? I mean, the sun, the moon goes in front of the sun. That's a so a lunar. Uh, well, they they, they, they they go it's through this eclipse. whole thing. Okay, so they go through this whole thing about. <laughs> And having an audience with the gods to explain to the gods exactly what's going on with Harrow. Right. And right. at first, <laughs> um, the pigeon character, I'm horrible with these names. Conchu. Conchu. At first, Conchu doesn't want to do it. He's like, if, you, if we go through with this and we have an audience with the gods and things go terribly wrong, they'll encase me in stone or whatever. So you better be, we better be certain that, that we have all the evidence that we need. And then... He says, I have an idea. He has a bad one. And then he goes ahead and creates the eclipse. Uh, okay. Sure. No problems. 
makes it easy. Just somehow does it. How does I didn't know that Conchu had the ability to manipulate the sky. Well, he's well, he's the god, like the moon god, right? That's the whole point. He's like the nighttime moon god. That's his thing. Moon, night, night, moon, all that stuff. Sure, <clears throat> right, but. But to, to mani- I mean, the way he manipulates this in this episode is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, I didn't realize he was, you know, he could do that kind of stuff. Well, we didn't know anything about Conchu. Yeah, we didn't know anything about him. So. Until two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> none of us know this character. So, here we go. So, portals open up, and it basically brings... Um, Mark into this pyramid, actually the pyramid of Giza, and Stephen is like, you know, fangirling it right here. Oh my God, it's the pyramid of Giza. This is exactly you know, what I wanted. Like, I'm I'm so happy that I got this because this is exactly what I wanted this to be. I wanted Stephen to be the one geeking out about being being around all of this, you know, lore and mythology, and and being the person inside to say, this is this, this is this. Oh my God, this is great, and. I got it, so I'm happy. Yep. This is exactly yeah. what I want Steven to do. So I hope it yep. stays this way. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So we've got this character, Yetzil, who's um, you know, brought in. She's the avatar for Hathor. Uh, seems pretty friendly, you know, like she's you know, on his side of mm-hmm. all the people there. Um, but she's like, okay, you know, we're going to go over there. You've done this before, right? Oh, you haven't. Well, it's a little weird. The sensation's a little odd, but you get used to it. And basically, you just see that all of these people just kind of, you know, whatever god it is that they're the avatar for just kind of manifests through them. So they're all, they're like, what's going on? You know, Khonshu, what's your deal? I could turn you to, we could turn you to stone for what you're doing if you touch the skies again. And Khonshu turns around and immediately Oscar Isaac freaks out here, you know, his character, or the character he's playing. Spare me your useless threats! Like, this is not how you start a conversation if you're trying to get people to go on your side <laughs> basically he, he's he's insu- he's insulting them and then he's blaming them and it's just like he, he's like you abandoned all of humanity we need the might of gods these avatars that you know are are not enough we need to be doing something about this and they come back and they basically eternals everything you know for us avatars you know are only meant to observe and that's it. They're like the Watcher, the Eternals. Like they're 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 always here, but they don't do anything. Nope. Like when Thanos shows up or anything else, they it's don't like do oh, anything. This is so helpful. Thanks a lot, guys. Like, all right. <clears throat> so very convenient. Um, Harrow gets called in because basically he's saying Harrow's trying to summon Amit, bring her back in. Well, um, Harrow even predicts that too. He's oh yeah. Like, Keep digging because I'm about to get summoned when he saw the eclipse happen. Oh yeah. He knew everything was going on. He even so he has had a everything line in his back you're, pocket. You're getting desperate, old bird, or something like that. I thought that oh, was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he knew it. Yeah. So he basically turns the whole thing around because, again, he's had this whole thing <laughs> planned, saying that Khonshu's avatar is unwell. Said that he doesn't even, like, he literally doesn't know his own name. And he, he fights with himself and all these things, and that Khonshu is manipulative, just like he was, you know, manipulative when he was his avatar. Okay, <clears throat> Harrow's got a real valid point here, but here's my thing. How come nobody else can, like, see what he's up to if they're gods, you know? How come nobody else is recognizing that he's going around just killing people in Amit's name? Nobody else sees this? The only person who knows about this is Mark Spector well, and Conchu? they have help. We find out at the end that Harrow has help. So I'm, I'm sure that it will be explained. Yeah. So he basically goes on this whole thing. Don't trust the word of a shamed God. And then <laughs> Conchu's not having it. So he goes ahead and goes to strike him. And he's like, no, nope, we don't tolerate violence in this chamber. So he's just making, he's digging his hole deeper and deeper, you know, the well, more that he goes off. So I will say this episode did pose one question for me. <clears throat> Is Conchu a good guy or a bad guy? I think he's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy, but for the last episode, we were meant to start thinking maybe he's a bad guy. You know? Because he drove his last avatar to basically turn against everybody and, and to go and follow Amit instead. 
he so hold on what harrow harrow is conchu's old avatar yes yes the whole yeah, point but he's is, also so you, he's wait. also threatening mark though that if he doesn't continue he's going to take over layla uh, that's such right. a great guy <laughs> i want to work for him <laughs> let me tell you i i i sit i'm watching going okay is harrow actually on the right side and we're just being no. portrayed this from the side of conchu or i think I think what it comes down to is Harrow's not a good guy. Conchu's not a good guy, but he's better than Harrow. I mean, he's a god. Or god. Whatever. A good god. Um, that's the whole point. Is like, yeah, there are things that Conchu did that deserve, you know, some banishment. You know? But, you know, ultimately, what's, what's worse? You know, the lesser of the two evils, if you will. Everybody makes mistakes, and I think the thing is, Conchu does, you know, he's vengeful because he's upset, but, you know, you can kind of go back and forth with whether he's good or bad. We don't know what he did, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know how you're how you're coming to those conclusions, because we don't know exactly what he did. And the extent That's my of point. I'm not coming to a conclusion. I have no conclusion. And the extent I'm saying I'm more I'm more I'm more talking I'm more talking to to Chuck about him being a bad guy and your your point to him being vengeful and everything. We don't know exactly what he did to be coming to any of those conclusions yet. I think we will. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I do think he's, you know, on the side of humanity and just trying to do whatever that he has to do. That's kind of where I'm at with that. And 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 he and you saying that he drove away his old avatar like his old like Harrow is clearly the bad guy because he wants judgment to be cast upon people who haven't done anything yet. So that's the bad guy. I guess we'll see. Sure. Because I I can see both sides of it, but I'm also at the same time going. Um, her, uh, Conchu really is manipulative. A little bit, yeah. Um, you know, he is... You know, you see your average superhero and they don't like to kill people. This guy does. <laughs> um, so, I, it, it's it's questionable, um, to say the least. But I guess, well, you know, we're only... We're halfway through the season right now. This yeah, we have three episodes left, so... They got a lot of splaining to do before the next three episodes happen. I don't know. I guess I kind of feel like he's a little bit more theatrical. Like, I, I think he's more show. I, I don't think he would actually do anything to hurt Mark at all. I no, don't believe no, no, that no. one bit. I don't believe that he's actually going to go ahead and, you know, take his, his wife as her as his new avatar or anything like that. I think it's all talk. I think he's just trying to use, like, some scare tactics because he Absolutely. knows he knows how important this is. And... He's not wrong for thinking that way. Like, if this Amit character is going to be as big as the show is making it out to be, well, then, yeah, what's wrong with using, you know, some scare attacks to get, to get what you need? I, 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 that's, that's just me. Yeah, I think, I don't think that he's bad. I think, um, he's not a bad guy. He's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. Um, <clears throat> but they basically say Harrow's committed no offense. This matter's concluded. And meaning adjourned. Um, we find out from this character, Yatsil, um, that Senfu's body, this Senfu, some dude who knew where uh, Amit was buried, has a map. So go find where Senfu is, and you'll find your way to go get Amit. Okay. So, best way to find that is go through the black market. Who knows the black market? Layla. Of course she does. Yep. <clears throat> so she knows a dude... And they basically get on a boat, have a little chit chat back and forth, get to the dude's house. And he's like uh, doing this like joisting in the backyard or jousting. Joist. This is sorry. I've been doing a lot of deck stuff. Joisting. Uh, Jousting in the backyard or Irma as they called it. I like the one second. I'm sorry. I like the conversation that they have on the boat because it basically explains to us, the audience, that Mark is the original. Because he kind of goes into this whole thing about he's how he's he's had Steven under control for a very long time. Only up until recently did it start becoming a problem. 
And then Layla goes into this whole thing about how they could have worked at it together. And he's clearly very upset. So I think this scene is supposed to tell us that Mark is, is, is the original <laughs> inhabitor. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, yeah. Well, yes, because Conchu even says to, you know, that there's more to him. Not Conchu. Was it Conchu or Haro? Haro. Haro. It says there's more to your husband than you realize. And it's got to be this third personality yeah. that we haven't been introduced to yet, who is probably like the end-all, say-all of all this bad stuff that's happening to people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and it's very he possible. Does, he doesn't know it. And Mark thinks it's Steven, or Steven thinks it's Mark, whichever yeah. you want to go with it, when really it's this other it's person. It's the third, yeah. Right. Even, he even has this, well, Harrow even has that great line in the pyramid this is a man who doesn't even know his name. I thought that was really telling too. I don't know. There's a lot of information in this episode that I really enjoyed. So they talked to this guy and <clears throat> this guy, Anton is basically like, so what's your interest in Senfu and the sarcophagus? And they ask, he asked Mark, Mark, who knows none of this stuff. He's like, Oh, I just really want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Anton's not buying it. No. Nope. Okay. So he goes in there um, so he goes to t- take a look at it, and Steven's like, dude, let me up. Let me up. I, I know what this is all about. You can't open it because it's coded. And he's, like, looking up at the ceiling, having a conversation with this reflection on the ceiling. And he needs a few minutes alone. As he's over there, and I'm assuming this was your favorite part, Chuck, because you were laughing about it when you said there's a funny part. Um, I looked over there, and I'm like, huh, what would you say if somebody's over there talking to himself? You're like, oh, he's... Praying. He's just praying. <laughs> it was perfect. Because um, they could have even bought that, you know? Like, oh, okay, right. he's praying. Got it. So he starts hearing from Stephen. Stephen's telling him what to do with these cloths or whatever on, on top, on the sarcophagus here. And it's basically, you know, trying to make a map to find the star chart to bring him where he needs to go to find the Senfu dude. And this guard comes up there, what are you doing? And Mark immediately spins around, disarms the guard, pulls the gun up, and then it's game time. He's clearly not there for what he wants, or what they he's pretending to want. He goes off and says this whole thing about, take a look inside the sarcophagus, it's really big, is what he says to Anton. Sounds like he's trying to set him up for some type of, you know, trick or whatever, but it didn't go anywhere, because immediately after that, Harrow arrives and he's alerted that there's a third interested party showing up of course harrow comes up and says one of his you know normal little lines he always says something he's like oh you know would you would you wait for the garden to die before we taking out the weeds or whatever like all these things but he comes up he's like why settle for a clue when you could have the treasure <laughs> oh jeez, he's just harrowing it up um so layla's there um he, he basically Harrow starts saying all these things to basically to set everything everybody apart or divide everybody, telling Layla that she thinks that uh, distance will heal the wounds of her father of her father's death and all that stuff. But Mark's not going to tell her the truth because if she'll actually see him the same way that he does as unworthy of love, he's not happy about that. Conshu is just like some in the suit, some in the suit, some in the suit. <laughs> okay, then we get a fight. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, basically, that whole thing was just, we're trying to get, we're, we're going to get more into Mark and Layla. There are things I think that Mark does know that he hasn't told her, and we're going to get it. You know, regardless, I don't think it's just a matter of it being another personality or something else. I think there are things that Mark knows, but he's just not ready to open up about it yet. He probably has some type of connection to her dad and what happened to him, one way or another, would be a guess. No? Not at all? Mm, no idea. Could yeah, be, I no, have okay. no idea. I have no idea about no. that at all. I was no, so you're shaking your head. I was kind of thinking the, I was kind of thinking that if there's any connection between him and her dad, it would be the altar. Yep. Like maybe, may, like maybe Mark has an inkling that something happened or there's some kind of connection, but I don't think Mark. I I, I don't think Mark has all of the information of, available to him. I just don't. I don't believe mm. that at all. I think he's in the dark. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe so they have this fight. Um, He comes and flies in with a moon shaped cape 
and taking people out. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's not, so it's not bulletproof. The weirdest thing, he, he wraps her up in the cape, Layla, to protect her against the bullets. The bullets don't, like, it's not bulletproof where it bounces off. And it doesn't, like, absorb them so much. It looks like they're going through, but I guess they just disintegrate into sand or something because they're not going through the cape. It shows no, them going because, through on one side, but nothing on the other side. Well, it <laughs> sticks inside the cape because then he turns around and flicks his cape, and all the bullets go back to the guys that shot him, and it kills oh, them Oh, okay. I missed that part. Okay. That's what happens when you watch it while you drive. Okay. So the moon that's shape, pretty cool. The, the, moon, <laughs> the moon shape cape. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like it was it was coming down and then you could see it just computer generated just like this the two tips of the half side of the moon flip up yeah. it was yeah. so ridiculous <laughs> it's like let's be batman without being batman yeah it was pretty much awful yeah. i thought that part mm. was horrific um it was funny <laughs> i think when they were standing before he becomes moon knight um he's talking they're all talking and you hear Conchu say, some in the suit, some in the suit, and he's standing there, and all of a sudden, he's not there. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking around, and he's on top of this building. Um, yep. Before he jumps down. And this whole fight scene actually shows how powerful he really is. I mean, he's getting javelins rammed through him from six different ways. and Right. Not, no, let's not even get there yet. Hold on. Um, he's, he's up there basically Steven saying, give me the body mark, give me the body. And then <laughs> he gives him the body. So now we've got Mr. Knight standing there. Hey, time out, hey, time he out, sees a guy, he's, out. Like, he's, he's like, he's like, you all right? You, you all right, man? Oh, hey, time out. He's like, Hey, let's all just chill out and talk for a second. And then he gets repeatedly stabbed, repeatedly stabbed at this point. He goes, oh, okay, take the body mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought this was, that was, the prayer part was funny, but this part was even more funny. I loved how he flips back and forth in this part. This part was actually very well done, going from Moon Knight to Mr. Knight back to Moon Knight. Because he did nothing, and I like that. He did nothing. It was perfect. He, he, it, was it was absolutely it was, perfect. It was set up perfectly, right. He did not fight. He did not try to do anything. He was not trying to save the day. He did not want to be the hero. It was perfect. Yep, yep. It worked out well. Yes. I liked it. Um, so then, let me see. Take the body mark. He gets it back. So he gets stabbed multiple times, and I guess he just breaks it off and it heals him. <laughs> or it didn't even break it off. Some of them just kind of like fell off, which was odd. Yeah. Um, but cool. I'll take it. Well, he's a, he's a mummy, so mm. he's mm -hmm. dead on the inside. Right. So it just goes through, and there's mm -hmm. it's not really hurting anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then when he's not, <laughs> then what? Okay. Um. So Layla starts fighting back. She rips off her necklace, which is similar to what he's got on his chest, something along yeah. those lines, and stabs the you know stabs the gunman, and then she guns the horseman. Okay, stabs the gunman, guns the horseman. And then we see the suits healing him. Anton is down for the count. So basically, they take all the guys down. That's good. And then we get from Conchu, TikTok, Mark Spector. TikTok. Yeah. All right. So they get back in the car. They're driving off. They got their little, you know, fabric maps thing there. And she's asking, what the heck was Harrow talking about? He's like, no idea. He's just trying to manipulate us and divide us. Yep. Uh, and I think okay. Mark was being honest here, too. So do I. Okay. I think okay. he was being honest 100%. Because I don't... At this point in time, knowing that Steven is there, and they know about Conchu, there, there's nothing else he could, that, that would be worth hiding from her. So, I just think he doesn't know. Because both him and Steven are both still confounded, and they're confused as to what's happening. Yeah, a lot of confusion between the two of them, between well, between Mark and and and, and Stephen, and even after the um the boat scene where uh, Layla and Mark have kind of that heart to heart, I I I agree with Chuck. I don't think there's much that Mark is is knowingly hiding from Layla at this point. Okay, all right. So, it's just a theory. Um, so 
they pull over somewhere and they're out in the desert. <clears throat> and uh, well, actually, as they're driving down, somebody spots them and basically alerts whoever. I'm assuming Harrow. Uh, I've spotted them. <clears throat> and they go to check out this map. Mark has no idea what he's doing, and he's just getting really frustrated. Rips the mirror off the car because, I mean, that's what you do when you're either Wolverine or Moon Knight, I guess. Just get mad and start ripping parts off of cars. Sure. Well, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> she was telling Mark to let Steven figure this out, and Mark's like, I'm not giving the— And even Conchu was like, don't give the body. I mean, he won't give it back to you. Right, like, right. Don't give up the body. So he rips the mirror off, and he goes— Oh, okay. Out yeah. into the desert by himself. Then he actually, he was going to have the conversation. Then he does, through the mirror, give the body to Steven. It's kind of interesting how they do this. It's it's almost butterfly effect-like, where it's like, in the butterfly effect, he had to, like, read his journal in order to kind of go back there. And here he has to kind of look at a uh, a reflection and see right. Steven in it in order to kind of pass it back and forth. Yeah. Well, so I thought that was cool. It. Yeah. I think that's, that's really cool that they're, using, right. that they're using it that way. Um. So he uses Steven. He immediately puts the thing into a star. Mm. Yay. Kindergarten paid off. He made a star. <laughs> and it's a star chart. Yay. Kindergarten so, paid off. <laughs> it's just... Uh, anyway. So they're like, yeah, we found it here. But that, but the, I think that all these stars have since shifted of, you know, the past, like, however thousand years. Um, so, okay, great. Well, how are we going to figure that out? And Conchu's like, well, I remember that night. Gotta be pretty difficult. No, actually it was super easy. Really Barely easy. inconvenience. Except, you know, Conchu knew that there was a price to be paid. Um, so he knew that if he did this, it would be a huge issue and the gods would freak out. And this is a lot different than a, an eclipse. <laughs> this is rewinding time of 2,000 years. Well... Just the stars, and yeah. Basically, he basically Superman tooed. <laughs> yeah, but in a yep. really cool way. Really it was cool like way. like the sling ring here, you know. Um, so he and um Stephen, who then summons a suit into Mister Knight, um, turn back the skies together, very sling ring looking, mm. and set it back up to what it looked like um at that same time, so they could use the um the star mapping you know, app on her iPad. I always love when they do out. things like this and they, and they cut to like, you know, regular people just living their lives and they're all looking like, what's going on? Like everybody's freaking out. I always like things like that. I think it's it really was funny. really, really cool. Looking, it was, you know, just, it was just awesome. seeing like all these stars and trails and moving around and the constellations you know are you, shifting. And you know what the actual, like the, the spitting of it actually reminded me of. I'm not sure if you ever see this movie will on um, Netflix, but it's a movie called time trap. Time Trap. Time Trap. It's on yes. Netflix. It's a B-rated it, movie. It's actually um, a very well um, thought out time travel type um, thing. I I read a, a quick thing about it. It's like, watch this time travel movie before it's off of Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I did. Okay. And then it came off Netflix and it came back on because everybody was raving about oh, it. Wow. It's it's not a great, it's definitely a B-movie. There's okay. no way around it. It's a B-movie. The acting is not great. But the, but the, the concept and the theory of it is like, ah. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Okay. So check it out when you get a chance. When they it's, go it, it, out to, yeah. when they go out, when they're in this, they're in this cave, they go out to this hole and you see the, yeah, the sun the same thing is passing happening by. as time, it, time is moving. Yeah. yeah. Right. Really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was great. This whole end sequence I thought was fantastic. That's pretty cool. Everybody sees it. And then at that point he just looks and says, when they imprison me, tell Mark to free me. Got it. So they go ahead and imprison him. Um, she finds the location. Conchu is now a little stone figurine because he's tiny. I would say figure, but no, he's pretty tiny. He's a figurine. And Harrow comes up, shows up, and basically says, like, oh, can he hear me in there? He's like, oh, we like to think that he can. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, he's like, I'm going to do what you could not. And don't forget, you know, your torment forged me. I owe my victory to you. Just to rub it in, you know, that everything that you did to me or everything that I'm doing now is because of what you did to me. That's fun. Right. So, so this guy, say, this, this, <clears throat> this guy who is kind of the leader, well, not leader, but the kind of like the head chair when they were having their council meeting. What's his name? 
Um, was it Zeus? Um, Selim? Pretty much. Uh, pretty much. He was pretty much Zeus. He was pretty much like the head, the head honcho when they were having their meeting. He's he's there. Osiris, with, I think. Yeah, right? he's there with with Harrow now, when they're you know, I. Mm, I don't know. This all feels like 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 seeing him there in in these last like moments when they're like they're walking towards like the 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 effigy or whatever it is. He's in on it. Yeah, he's well, he's clearly in on it, but it's like how much how much was this orchestrated just to in just to get rid of Conchu? Well, that was my question because I have the same question as you because they're like if he manipulates the sky one more time, then you will be concealed in stone and then that girl tells him how to find the thing yeah right and the only way to actually match the stars up i think she knew the only way to do it was to turn the sky back basically sure he does yeah i think i'm on the same page as well i think it was completely set up yeah to to which means how powerful is conchu and why are they all so scared of him yeah, I mean, we're not really seeing anybody else or any of the other "quote unquote" gods do anything like this. But then again, we don't know very much about them. I guess right. I don't know. Well, I, I do. I do like this aspect of the avatars. Like when you watch a lot of Greek mythology and you see Zeus and Hades and all these other guys, they always are giant and then they shrink down to regular sized people to come to Earth and they talk and they do all this stuff. I like that they're using avatars, people that in, that embody the the god that yeah. is, that they're presenting. Um, it 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 shows how they can actually maintain that eternal, you know, they're immortal. The avatar is not, but who they are is, and it just he's taken over another person every single time. I really appreciated how that works because so they I. are all spread out, but they all, you know, they get summoned to this one place yeah. every time. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really cool way of portraying that whole thing that no other mythology has ever done before in that sense. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. I'm also wondering like, okay, so Conchu is now encased in stone. And as soon as that happens, Mark just drops to the ground. So like, we know that we know that Mark was was a body. Like we we it was alluded to that Mark was dead when Conchu found him, and like there was some resurrection or or necromancy that was going on. So did it just wear off because now Conchu was encased in stone and Layla has to go at it alone? Like I think that would be kind of interesting. If they, they would be way off beat, but I think that would be kind of cool. Like something yeah. something something else has to happen because I don't know. Conchu is encased in stone now. Mark is no longer viable or he seemingly can't really do anything so i'm wondering how they're going to move forward with that well i feel like we're three episodes into a six episode season if they're not series. crunching a lot like right they're, cr- they're this, cramming a lot this, this episode i think they really jumped the gun in taking Conchu out because we've seen maybe two fights yeah really and we haven't really seen Moon Knight in action very much, <clears throat> which, again, I, we don't know where they're going to go in three episodes. No, I mean, we've no seen idea. how much they've gotten so far in these three episodes, so we don't know what they're going to do. But I still say I would have built a little bit more before taking away Khonshu. I, I think fourth episode would be the earliest, I agree not with the that. third. If they go ahead and bring him back in the next episode, I'm going to be pretty upset. What's it's like, point? why did you do it in the middle? Yeah. Why did you do it in the middle? It, it's just dumb. You know, it's kind of like... You know, taking out Thor's eye and then giving him another one. You know, it's we, how many things have we watched where it's like they do something and then they just immediately take it back? I agree with you. You know, I'm. I agree that, with that's, this. That's kind of where I'm at here. I mean, just just like we can talk about Grogu's return. This you know, is valid. Grogu was taken out at the end and then they brought it back. This is valid. Why? <laughs> so, Susp- yeah, that's I, suspense. I don't know. Or you know what? I would even say the fifth episode, the fifth episode, because then the because then the sixth episode could have been yeah. the the finale of getting Conchu back and then having right. the big big battle. Yeah, that would have done the it thing, that way too. You have this thirst. You have this third personality that is more, you know, violent than Mark or Steven. That would be the person that would keep them going because Moon Knight's not there right now because you can't be Moon Knight without Conchu. Conchu is now in stone. 
Well, so, the way that I the way that I would do it, I would do it fourth episode. That way, fi- um, fifth episode is trying to get it back, and then at the very end, he either, they either get close to getting him back, or they get him back at the very end, and then it's like game time. That's that's well, you, how you have I would a whole, do it. You have a whole hour of episode six to have a big game time. Then, yeah, I think the final battle is going to be like fifteen minutes long, twenty minutes long. So if they took it away. <clears throat> Closer, like two thirds of the way through, or three quarters of the way through, episode five, um, or even the the middle of episode five, and then they're going after it, and they get it, or the end of episode four. Episode five is them trying to get it back. The beginning of episode six, they finally get everything, and then the big battle starts to conclude at that point. Here, though, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like the only, only saving graces. It's the very end of the episode. Yeah. I feel like the only reason why they did it this way is just to create a cliffhanger. Just get people talking about it a little bit. Hey, what's going to happen? Ooh, like it's it's so obvious to me that that's the only reason why they did it here. Otherwise, I agree with the two of you completely. Do it in either episode four or episode five. Either one works. And then the final episode is like the end game. Like, and at the beginning of it, you, you know, get everything back and everything is right. And then we move on to, you know, the big bad. So I, it's yeah. I I don't know. Because Amit's gonna come back in. Oh, absolutely, six. absolutely, <laughs> it's gonna happen. And I'm really curious to see exactly how that's gonna work. That's gonna be fantastic when it happens. But I don't know. This this this, this aside. All in all, this I agree with you, Chuck. This was my favorite episode of the season so far. Just the ending and the way that they so abruptly. Um, take out Conchu like that, and now Mark is rendered useless. It just seems kind of a weird fit for the middle of the right. season. Eh. Well, maybe maybe that third that third personality we don't know about is going to be the savior possible. for a little bit. <laughs> it's possible. I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens with I that. Anyway, I will say, I mean, though, even Oscar Isaacs, though, even when he is the embodiment of Conchu in the pyramid... And he's, you can see him like freaking out, and then you can see him kind of, and he's freaking out, and then he kind of just gives away. His whole portrayal and his acting through this was amazing. He's a great um, actor. Yeah. Again, another actor that he could de- deserves more credit than he's been given in a long time. Like being a side character in Star Wars. He deserves to play this part, and he's doing a great well, job. He's he's been in a lot, actually, over the past t- uh, 10 or, or less years. He's been in a ton of things. It's not... He, he has, but they're all side it's not character just, stuff. Um, not necessarily. Prince John no. and Robin Hood. I mean... No. Um, Most Violent Year, he's right on the cover. You know, he's he's like... He's a main he was really, player in a lot of stuff. I will say that he was really good in Most Violent Year. That was a really good yeah. old-school mob-esque movie. That was a really mm. cool movie. I'll also say that he was really good in Ex Machina. That was a... He was fantastic mm-hmm. in that as well but no he's i agree with chuck mm-hmm. he absolutely deserves like the spotlight to be shined on him yeah i think he's so. working his way up and that's why you know i'm glad that he's getting this character so i mean it's it's much better than apocalypse mm-hmm. but the cool thing is i was just thinking is the guy who played anton mogart um he was actually hannibal in hannibal rising i, I was like i know this guy why do we why does he look so familiar he played young hannibal oh wow hannibal lecter oh yeah that's wow right okay. right now you see it yeah a yeah. little bit oh wow well anyway so yeah this um i i feel it, like this episode did a lot but it was kind of short like i mean it, it seemed short i mean for me it seemed like it took forever it was an, so hour. It was an hour right but i'm saying like the amount of stuff that we went through here it's like Okay, I mean, this is what happened. That's what happened. They had a, re- a lot of really great scenes that kept kept you captivated. This episode was very captivating. I will say there that too. Lot- like, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed by the way that things ended, and especially so abruptly with um with Conchu here. But the saving grace for that is these episodes are a little bit on the longer side compared to everything else that has been coming out of either the MCU or Star Wars from Disney. Like everything else yeah. has been like a half hour. Some have been under, some have been a little over, like, 40 minutes. These are good, like, 50, 55-minute-long episodes, so there's a lot yeah. that they're able to pack inside of them. So that's that's definitely a saving grace. Definitely. I agree. That's how they're getting so much in. Yeah. This is, like, six episodes so far of, you know, WandaVision. <clears throat> yeah. Or even Loki or something. Yeah. Like half hour. So we're getting 
So in the time we're getting three, it's actually been six episodes of the rest of the TV shows that we've watched. So to your point, Will, that is a saving grace because it does allow for them to cram. I mean, they cram a lot into these episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Very true. Absolutely. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Um, Yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us. We look forward to seeing where they're going to go for the second half of this, um, this show, this season. Um, and yeah, what did, um, did we just, did we just do a movie? Did we just do Looper? Did Looper just come out? I released Looper (laughs) a couple of days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so we, we did have just, just so you're aware, um, our boy Luke, um, did reach out and say that he's on team will for Looper. So (laughs) (laughs) I felt a little left out because I thought I was on your side too, but whatever. (laughs) He doesn't even know you. Whatever. You anyway. could, no, 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 no. I understand why he said that, because I listened to the episode while I was editing it, and you were definitely oh. more middle ground than on my side. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I think, I think what happens a lot, and this is why it takes me a while to really put my, my stamp of approval or whatever on a movie, um, because I'll watch a movie and I'll really enjoy it. Like, for example, Equilibrium, I loved it when I first saw it 20 years ago. But... Um, watching it again and, and doing the podcast with you, you know, the conversation like two years ago, I was like, this just didn't age well. <laughs> I mean, and I I came into it thinking I was going to be raving about it, but I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't remember it being like this. So well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Equal, you know, equilibrium awesome. being awesome. A, yeah, a yeah, movie, yeah. A, yeah, I, I, a movie with a multi-million dollar budget that has fake smoke and fire and buildings with absolutely no damage at the end. Yeah, great, awesome, awesome. Aside from that one part, Aside, it was a pretty good movie. One part? We don't okay, have time. All the holes. We don't have. There's a lot of holes. We do not. Still have a great time. movie. I had to make holes. fun of Luke though. I was like, you know, there are people who like good movies that are well written, that make sense, that go on, and then there's people who like Looper. And I pray for those people every day. <laughs> did you? So did you? Have you listened to the episode, Chuck? I have not. Listen yet, to no. the beginning. Just listen to the first oh, couple. Of, have you, Lee? No, I haven't. Listen to the beginning of what I did. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I did a good job. Anyways, like like we were saying, we're done. All right. Cool, cool. All right, All right guys. Thank you much, so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys or talk to you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. See you later.